Hello, thanks for tuning in to another episode of A Mr. DJ. Hope you guys are having a wonderful Friday. Today I have Cancun Joey on the line and we're going to learn a little bit more about him. He has been DJing for a little bit over 10 years now and um, he was among the first group of guys that I saw DJing when I was going out. So here's Cancun Joey, episode four. Please enjoy. Hello, welcome to A Mr. DJ. How are you? Good. What's up? Not much. Just here sitting on my couch because we can't go out. <laughs> I hate it. Yeah, I know. How are you holding up, um, you know, with all these crazy things going on right now? Um, I'm actually pretty good because I'm like, I don't know. I kind of isolate myself from people anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so this is like your dream come true. And <laughs> <laughs> though, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I maybe like once it's all over, um I wonder if people are going to, you know, I don't know, be a little bit more introverted or I don't know. I mean, I personally am going to probably go a little bit nuts once this is all over. I'm going to like go out and party for sure. yeah I'm just like I don't know it's a little bit nuts just not being able to go out and see our friends you know yeah so are you currently working right now no no yeah so you've been furloughed um well I guess as a DJ you know oh okay so is that basically primarily what you do be um just DJing for right now, well, before this uh, hit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, so this is actually funny, but I actually don't know your actual name, but I'm guessing it's Joey. Yeah. Okay, and <laughs> um, how did you come up with your DJ name, I guess? Um, I didn't. Uh, I guess my friends did, and it kind okay. of... Okay. I really hate it, by the way, but everybody knows me as that, so. I know, because that's what I, I mean, I was like, Cancun Joey, <laughs> and that's how I refer to you, um, but I'm sure, you know, um, is that because you're from Cancun? <laughs> no, I think uh, Rockberry came up with it. Okay. They pretty much just said that, like, every time I went out with them, I looked like I was on spring break in Cancun. <laughs> I love that. That's so funny. And you know what? For a long time, I it's not that I didn't know Eric's name. It was just hard for me to refer to him as Eric. So anytime I would talk to people about him, I would call him Rockberry. And they're like, who is that? <laughs> like the DJ. Yeah. And my brother's like, his name is Eric. I'm like, okay, fine. So now I call him Eric. But it's funny because, you know, I think sometimes we're introduced to people because you follow them and like so all I know is their you know handle name and so I refer to them as that in fact sometimes people think that my name is actually spelled the way that I spell spell it on Instagram because like that was just my way so that people can pronounce it and it's like phonetically that way but that's not how you spell my name so sometimes people have like um entered my name or when they like text me they'll say u-h-l-e-y-d-a i'm like oh that's not 
that's not my name actually. <laughs> this is so. kind of the same because everyone like probably knows you as your Instagram name now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I would think most DJs are used to it because yeah, most of their names are pretty much their nicknames, so everyone right. calls them by that. Yeah, yeah, and I guess only like your close friends get to know, you know your actual name yeah i think it's kind of the same way with instagram accounts now like there's people i know who i just call them by their instagram account yeah that's so true that's so true (laughs) (laughs) so um i guess uh we can start off by talking about you know what is what's the music genre that you think your dj style would fall under it it changes so much over the years like right yeah Probably like funk, modern funk, 80s funk, uh, boogie, and oldies. Yeah. But then, I mean, there's like a group of people that follow me from like the electro days. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's I don't know, it's kind of all over the place. Yeah, like it varies. And you know what? I keep hearing that with all, you know, the one, the interviews that I've done is that I think that some, that we are all very like eclectic. And um, we listen to all sorts of music, but I think somehow all those like types of music kind of tie together, you know, because like even like funk can have a little bit of like some electro in there sometimes, you know, like um, computer love. I mean, I freaking love computer love, but there is a little bit of like synthesizer going on in the background you know so um I think that's probably why it kind of um you know you you guys kind of switch back and forth I guess but it just like evolves into what your music style I guess would fall under right yeah I mean there's definitely connections to it because a lot of the producers that made like those um, blog house anthems and like disco house and all that they kind of sampled a lot of the 80s stuff you know yeah 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 and I mean 80s is very like early electro too um, and I guess what we can talk about as well is I remember I mean the first time I started seeing you guys um, there, I mean I was probably it's probably like in 2008 would you say that's about the time you started playing or was it earlier than that it was probably around that time okay so I was yeah. I saw you at your when you were in your beginning stages then huh playing out yeah yeah um what led you or inspired you to become a DJ um I'm not sure I, I guess like not being able to stay in the, I used to play like guitar before that. Okay. Being able to stay in a, a stable band, like, you know, friends would always like get in fights and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so I just turned into um, DJing, I guess, and like yeah, wanting to learn how to scratch and use it as an instrument and stuff like that. Right. And um, were when you were in bands and you played the guitar. Was what kind of music were you like? I guess playing during that time. It was all like punk music. <laughs> okay, yeah. You know what? I I I'm seeing a trend because even though um I wasn't too much in the funk scene and I didn't start going to shows until much later, so I was very it was, I was very sheltered and my dad was like, 
you know, um, just very protective of me. So I didn't start going out until much later, but um, I spoke to Toro a few days ago and he was also in the punk scene as well. And I started to get into that, but I feel like when I started to get into it, it was started to be a more like a uh, poppy kind of punk. So like newfound glory, you know, and like the Ataris, I remember like, that to me was like, you know, it sounded good, but I don't think it's like true punk, I guess you can say it was more like a poppy sound, but I mean, it was still fun. Um, and would, when you started to like DJ, um, did you look to like anyone for advice? Like did, was there anyone else that was kind of in that DJ scene that you looked up to for tips or just inspiration? Um, well, there's always like, you know, like the top DJs that are doing it, mm-hmm. for, you know, like Mix Max, uh, Mix Master Mike and like Hubert and stuff like that. Okay. But not, not like locally. It's- not local. Oh yeah. So just more like the more prominent ones, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Not until and- I-, I met uh, Eric and then started hanging out with him. Okay, so you so you didn't know Eric before you were a DJ. Did you guys meet in the like scene? I guess. Um, just through friends, I guess. But okay, yeah, pretty much. Okay, do you also produce music? Um, kind of, but not really. Yeah, and um, the scratching. I mean, how that like? How did you? I guess start learning that is that something that like you can like youtube and like you or you would just like watch on tv um like a youtube thing (laughs) like how how did you um i guess start learning that just practicing it i guess yeah uh, learning an instrument yeah yeah and it was more through like you would like listen to it and try to mimic sounds or it was something that you would like watch like videos on and like try to mimic that. I guess it would be both. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, so where did you grow up? Uh, Santa Ana. Santa Ana. And have you lived in Santa Ana kind of like yeah, your whole life? Pretty much. Yeah. Would you say that you lived in a pretty conventional family home? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and both parents, uh, like both parents working what did your what did your parents do for a living uh pretty much i mean they they both work at uh, a company that makes products like i don't know containers and stuff like that okay so they both work at the same place yeah oh nice cool and do you have any siblings uh, i have two sisters okay uh, older or younger oh, they're both older okay um like much older or um I guess like four four years is apart at least. Okay, and would you say that like so were they? Um, I don't know. I guess like coming out to see you play when you were playing, or would you, or is that like too far apart that you guys were not really hanging out? Not really. Yeah. Okay. I do their own thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. My brother and I are four years apart as well, and I mean, for a long time, my brother and I were like going out and like we were inseparable going to shows and just going out 
that's why I was like trying to see what the dynamics were with you and your sisters. Yeah, I, I would always try balancing you guys because you guys are always be together. Yeah, I know. It's funny because whenever that he wasn't with me, um, people were like, where's Sal? And I'm like, he's not always with me. And they're like, um, yeah, he is. <laughs> and, but most, more often than that, it's because he was at another show, not because he like didn't want to come out. What's so, pretty funny um, is um, I would run into your sister. Yeah. And I guess everyone knows her as Sal's sister. <laughs> yeah. everybody knows me as our sister <laughs> so like I, think yeah. I, I called her that one time and she got really mad yeah <laughs> it's funny because I think last year my sister and I um because I think no it was for his 30th we were going to get matching t-shirts that said I'm Sal's sister <laughs> for his birthday like, so that we, because you know how you all usually have, like, a little gathering with friends? And so we were going to wear the T-shirts, and I we didn't do it. And we still should, because it's really funny, you know, um, that people do refer to both of us as Sal's sister. And he's, like, this super, like, famous guy in Costa Mesa and Santa Ana. <laughs> um, so tell us about your first time performing as a DJ where was it and how old were you uh, it was probably like in, in 08 just a random house party okay so um and then from that point forward how did you get to because I think you had a residency at proof correct yeah how did you how did you get that gig um we started doing it on a Monday it was me and one of the security guards there. Mm-hmm. It was like DJing on the side, but he had like the ins. Okay. So it started from that. And then um, I guess just going over there a lot and meeting the guys who were already playing. And right. And then, then you just kind of like, you know, I guess talked that you were, that you were also DJing and then kind of got in that way. Yeah. I, I guess that's like how you get in everywhere. It's just like networking with the people doing it. Yeah. Yeah, who was playing there at the time? I guess. Uh, legit and Ben. Hmm. Yeah. You know what? I actually want to reach out to them as well because I didn't. I don't think I got to see them at Proof when I when I started seeing them was more at Memphis, um, and they used to have a residency there on Saturdays. Yeah, they I were believe. doing Memphis around the same time. Yeah. Okay. Um, did you also play at Commissary? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember seeing you there as well. Um, and maybe even, what is that place that was a Cro- Crosby? Did you play there as well? Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. So I, it was around the, like, 2008 where I was seeing kind of all of you guys kind of, like, you know, jumping around from whatever day, you know, the happening night was. Um, I get to see you guys. And also Detroit Bar, correct? yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You guys were getting around then. <laughs> There's like every bar, like I think every we were night doing, like, with something. Doing Lucky Strike in that same uh, week. Really, Lucky Strike as well. And so that's one I never saw you guys there. I was going to Detroit Bar Wednesdays, and then Friday was Proof, correct? Yeah. And then Saturday was for me Memphis and Crosby sometimes. Um, cool. And um, how old were you when you started? Um, DJing professionally, I guess. It's just uh, maybe like 21. 
Oh my gosh. So you were very young. Nice. Cool. Um, how would you say, um, like what was your first time performing? Like, was it like, were you nervous? Did you like have a set playlist? How was it like? Um, I guess, but not really. I mean, it was just a random house party, but you always come yeah. in with a set playlist, and then you end up playing like the total opposite of it. People right, start right. like songs, and it's just different than what you thought. Yeah, for sure. And um, what is your, I guess, outlook on when people do come up and request songs? Is that something that, you know, kind of bothers you, or are you okay with it? I think it bothers everyone. <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of okay with it, but it still bothers me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's because you kind of already have like something set, and it's you know what what I would compare it to is if you went to a restaurant and you know you ordered a plate and then you told the chef, "Can you like you know why don't you try doing this?" And it's like, why why are you telling me? <laughs> how to cook my entree, you know? And it's kind of the same idea that like, you know, we're telling people um, kind of to change what they already have like cooked for us kind of, I guess, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I remember at commissary, mm-hmm. um, the bar manager, which was Michael, fake. Mm-hmm. Um, he had banned us from playing certain songs I didn't right. want to play them anyway, so when people requested them, we just tell them to leave. Oh. <laughs> wow. That, oh my God, I'm glad that I never requested a song there, because I, I actually am guilty of when I first started going out, I didn't know, you know, um, I guess DJ etiquette, <laughs> and I did go up a couple times, and thankfully, you know, the guy's that I requested, like, it, they were kind enough. And maybe also because the song was not too out of their genre, you know, so it kind of went well with it, like it meshed okay. So, um, but then I knew later, I was like, okay, I, I'm, I don't do that, you know? <laughs> um, so would you say, how would you say that you've grown, I guess, emotionally and musically from you know when you first started like how has your music evolved and also like your emotions as well how how have you evolved as a dj um i don't know i guess uh well now i don't i don't try to take like every gig anymore Mm -hmm. especially ones that like kind of don't help at all like people advantage Mm -hmm. of you for it um musically i I think I, i play more like older music now like I'm not really into like the new EDM stuff too much yeah yeah you know yeah so it's almost like not like you're going backwards but the music that you're choosing is a little bit more like it's in the older scene I guess yeah 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 okay cool I like that kind of weird that it's uh, really trendy right now at the same time too you know Yes, absolutely. I totally agree. I feel that music sort of makes its rounds and it just circles back and just keeps getting recycled in a sense. And every time it comes back, it's a more refined version, if you will. 
I actually think that disco is going to make a comeback. And I feel like disco has kind of been something that I've been following for like almost 10 years, you know, and I feel it's been kind of more in our scene, but I know that it's going to be something that's going to be very, become very poppy soon. Do you feel that? I think that? it's already started. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm like, oh, we have to find something new now. <laughs> like, uh, like 90s throwbacks. Um, a lot of artists are trying to get that sound now. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Do you feel like you are more confident when you play now? Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> like it's, it's yeah. not as, um, yeah. Was it like challenging before when you first started? It's basically knowing how to read crowds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, I think that goes along with like, you know, not having a set playlist. You are basically playing with like how the vibe is, yeah. correct? Who are your favorite artists uh, or I guess anyone that you're currently listening to? It's, uh, I guess, like uh, Jay Dilla, Anderson Pack. Um, I've been listening to a lot, like Mac Miller. <gasps> I'm so obsessed with Mac Miller. It's so good. Like a, a lot of TDE artists. Mm hmm. But I'm really like all over the place, but it's mainly a lot of producers. Yeah. Yeah. I saw um, Anderson Pack in January. There's this festival, and it was actually free. Um, and he he's so talented like just so amazing how much he's able to kind of do and just move all around and put on such a great performance um and sadly I didn't get to see Mac Miller I just got into him I would say probably like within the last couple years and um his new album came out and I've already pre-ordered it because I'm so excited to just have that on vinyl I know I I still need to get swimming. I wanted to get swimming on vinyl, but I got that for myself for Christmas, I think. <laughs> so, since you, I guess, um, were some of the, I guess, pioneers, I would say, like your group was kind of what started this like DJ wave almost. Um, now that you get to see, you know, other new DJs. Like what are what do you think are like some good ad, like advice that you would give to these new up and coming DJs? Like what challenges that you faced personally that you think would help these new DJs? Probably to uh, practice whatever they're trying to do. You know. Yeah. And also like um, just kind of go out there and do what they they're trying to do. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And um, when you went, when earlier back, um, you were talking about how you don't just take any gig, like as far as, um, was that one of the challenges that you faced before? Was it something that you were just trying to take, like, you know, every gig because of exposure or like fear that they wouldn't call you back again? What, what was the reasoning behind that? I was definitely trying to like get out there, but yeah, of, um, those like especially bigger clubs a lot of them will try mm -hmm. to take advantage you know promoters and stuff like that an advantage in what way like where they would not pay you as much or like you would, they would play for longer try not hours to pay you at all 
<laughs> oh my gosh. That's terrible. Especially if it's like an established yeah. place, you know? Oh, that's awful. I don't like that. That is not cool. Um, and I guess, you know, what are some of the wins that you had as a DJ? Like, what are some of the positive things that you enjoy about being a DJ? Um, I guess some of the parties we threw and like still throwing some parties there, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, did you ever do like any warehouse parties? I did a few of them. Um, that some yeah. of our friends were throwing. I would say most of those were in LA, though, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Spot houses out there. Right. Yeah. Have you ever had a bad experience at a gig? I guess something like memorable where you like navigated your way out of it or through it. Um, there, there's been some like weird gigs, you know, but. I wouldn't say yeah. like really, really bad experiences compared to other people I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tora was telling me about, I mean, the way that he first started was actually because someone, um, he was at Kitsch just, you know, there to hang out. And one of the people, one of the DJs there just quit, like, in the middle of his set. <laughs> so... That must have been something that really upset him, you know, for him to just leave in the middle of it. Um, and so I was just trying to see if maybe you, like, ever had an experience no, no, like that. that bad. Yeah, okay. Well, that's good to know, you know. Um, what are some of your passions or goals that you um, have? Definitely to keep playing, like, newer music. You know, spread, mm -hmm. like, music that people probably don't know about. And obviously continue gigging and doing all that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And besides, I guess, Mac Miller and Anderson Peck, are you listening to any other artists right now that maybe, you know, some of us don't know about that you'd like to share? Um, There's like a lot of artists. Yeah, I guess there's a whole new wave of like modern soul out right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I know like Duran Jones is really popular in that category, but okay, there's definitely okay. a lot more artists um, in that. There's a, you know, but I would say. Yeah. Do you, do you know of any, like, is there anyone that stands out to you besides um, Duran Jason Jones? Jason Joshua. Okay. Jason Joshua. And you said it's like yeah, old soul or, to, or like, um, okay. An oldies art level sound. Oh, oh my God. I used to love Art Lebeau. It's so funny. I was talking about this with one of my girlfriends the other day. I actually used to call in and request songs. <laughs> and it's just funny to think back, like, you know, how you would, th those are the kind of things you would have to do if you wanted to listen to a song when now, you know, if you want to listen to it, you can listen to yeah. it 10 times. And yeah. do you ever, did you ever um, do like, I would have a blank tape and I would also record it like once my favorite song. So that way I would be able to listen to it whenever I wanted to, but then it would like always like cut off with like, you know, they would start talking or something and it would make me so upset. <laughs> it's just like so funny to think, you know, how easy people have it now where they don't have to do that anymore. Pretty much. <laughs> um, yeah. It's so easy for them. 
what are you doing right now to stay positive? Um, are you like playing still at home or are you producing anything or have finding any hobbies? You know, um, yeah. Doing this podcast, I guess. Which something yeah, I've never really yeah. done. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's fun yeah. so far, right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, what's one thing you're looking forward to doing once this is all over? Um, just playing out, I guess. Yeah, going back to DJing. And um, I guess before I let you go, uh, let us know if you're currently working on anything that we can look forward to. Or if you, I know some of, um, you know, some of the other DJs are having live stream sets. Are you doing anything like that so we can watch? I've been posting uh, very minimally, but I probably should be okay. doing like live sets and stuff like that. Okay. Okay. So then we would just find that on um, through your Instagram, Cancun Joey. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. I'll probably make a mixtape for this. <laughs> oh, you should. I freaking love mixtapes. You should absolutely do that. I think that would be awesome. And that's for my personal selfish reasons, but I think it also would be good for you. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Make some right. for this. Yeah, I think you should. I think that would that would be very um, try to get you to like stay inspired and also you know be creative at the same time because I know that does take work. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. No problem. <laughs> Take care and stay healthy, and I will see you soon, I Yeah, hope. for sure. All right. Bye-bye.